You're listening to Fortnite Podcast with your host, Too Loud TX and Monster Defense. What up, what up, what up, and welcome to another episode of the Fortnite Podcast. I'm your host, Too Loud TX, and here with me today is not Monster. He is, uh, you know, doing that little thing like called like I don't know Fortnite Worlds or something like that. That he's that he's Fortnite World Cup that he's hosting. So, anyways, he's not here with me today. But I have a very special guest with me today. Uh, somebody you guys have probably seen if you surf Twitter at all in Fortnite, you will know who it is. Uh, but before we jump into that. I just wanted to tell you guys, as always, thank you guys so much for following us. If you're not following us on Twitter, make sure you follow us at the Fortnite Podcast uh, and make sure you are tuning in wherever you want to and giving us a review over at iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Dash Radio, Player FM, Stitcher, wherever you are. Thank you so much for tuning in. And without further ado, the man that is here with me today is somebody you may know because his org has been making quite the quite the push, quite the uh, the noise in the Fortnite Pro scene. Joel Nunes, what's going on, buddy? How are you doing? I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having me here today. It's always a pleasure to get involved with the, the stuff that you're doing. I'm a big man, fan. Hey, thank you so much. I know you support the podcast every week, um, and you support what me and Monster have been doing since the beginning, basically. So thank you so much for that. Uh, obviously, uh, you know it's kind of a kind of a crazy thing because you've been very busy this past year. Uh, really diving in and taking Raised by Kings, what everybody knows is RBK as well, right, to the next level. Uh, and Fortnite being a key part of that growth in y'all's, uh, in y'all's franchise so far. So kind of walk me through from the beginning here. Where, where did Raised by Kings come from and how did you get involved with it? So Raised by Kings was always a, a dream of mine, right? Become, being in esports was always one of our dreams. By our dream, I mean uh, Chase Jackson and Luke Jackson. If you right. guys know, those are the other two owners of, of RBK. Um, with Luke Jackson, you know, playing professional baseball, it's just kind of something that we said, hey, listen, Joao, you'll try to be the face of it. And we just kind of kept moving forward, right? And now this is our dream, man. This is what we've been working on. And we're excited for the future. And now we were six months in. And so, this is really today. It, it is crazy. Uh, it, it is crazy how far you've come in six months for sure. I think anybody that uh, has has tried to int- introduce themselves into the esports scene or create an organization, you've overcome a lot of the leaps and, and the strong the struggles that occur uh, within that first really two years for most. But you've done it in six months, which is just astounding uh, and is very uh, obviously speaks a lot to what you guys have done as an organization and the grind you guys have put forward. When you when you talk about the structure of the business and having three owners, what comes into play there as far as decision making? What goes on? Like, what what is that like on a on a you know starting up basis and then on a day to day basis? I think for us, the most important part is communication, and that's something that since we've been friends since we were kids, we're very good at working and talking with each other. And obviously, like you said, there's a lot of struggles that happen with building an organization and a lot of hard work that goes into it. And a lot of people don't realize it because you only see, you know, the end product. You don't see really right. what goes on behind the scenes. And I mean, of course, we've struggled and we've had our ups and downs. But again, I'm learning. I learn something new every day. I think the, the big thing for me is that I look at other orgs that are successful. Right. And not only do I look up to them, obviously, because I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy for all esports. But I try to see what they're good at and try to replicate that as well. Why esports? Like, if you're going to invest in something, right? Obviously, right now that's the thing. Everybody's like, "Oh, esports is big. Gaming's getting big." But you know, having interest in other sports and other things. Why esports? What brought you to esports? 
I think with me, man, it's been my whole life has been revolved around uh, around gaming in general. So yeah, started with Call of Duty. That was my first love. I hated going to school. I hated doing all that stuff. Really, just I just wanted to go home and game. Right, my parents yeah. were super against it. But here I am, you know, I'm still gaming every day. My parents are now like, wow, like you really did love it. And I was like, I told you guys, it's all I wanted to do my whole life. Right. And esports has just been my passion, man. I've worked nine to five jobs. I work late night jobs. I worked everything. And I always, in my back of my head, I'm like, esports, gaming, esports, gaming. So that's what I do now. Well, talk about one of the things that you've overcome in six months, which is just incredible, is recently you guys got a gaming house or, or a, you know, team house per se. What 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 was the reasoning behind this? Because I've heard of a lot of ups and downs, right? I've heard some people say gaming houses are the way to go. Some people say, hey, it's a waste. It's a distraction. Uh, what what made you decide this was the direction that you wanted to take RBK? Um, for us, we really just want to look out for our players, right? And our players are the most important thing. Without our players, we're nothing. Right. We're absolutely nothing without our players. And the way the Fortnite scene works at the moment is you play on certain servers. So ping is a huge issue for, mm-hmm. for the community, for the game at least. So we wanted to give our players the best possible chance to qualify for the World Cup. So we did some research, figured out where the servers are that Fortnite hosts their game in, and we moved them as close as we could to it. <laughs> so now they're, they're reaping the benefits of having zero to one ping, you know, late game, which makes a huge difference in the competitive aspect. Yeah, have, have your players felt the difference? They, they've been enjoying the difference? Oh man, those guys are so happy. I'm happy for them, you know, it's a yeah. huge opportunity and yeah, no, they love it. How many, so how many players did you move into that house? Cause you guys have what, like uh, 11 players now? Yeah. So in the house, there will be seven players there. Um, obviously we have some European players and we can't move them to. The right. side, but, <laughs> um, yeah. So there'll be seven players that'll be at the house at all times. Wow. So seven guys living together. Uh, you know, that, that's a, that's a management in of itself right there. Just managing seven different personalities in a home. Uh, I've lived with some friends in the past. I know how that can be, but, uh, you know, with, with their, with their passion and desire to all play Fortnite, I'm sure that, uh, there's a lot, a lot of fun happening there as well. For, for you, was this also something that the, that the players were wanting to do? Were they all wanting to kind of get together and move together? Or, you know, obviously the connection's a big issue, but as far as like living conditions, what was what was that preparation like? Um, I mean, we had a couple of meetings with everybody, right? We uh, RBK, we have a very open door policy with all of our players. We want to build a family. Mm-hmm. I think the the big thing for us is that open communication. A lot of the bigger orgs, you know, you have to go through chains of command in order to be heard. For us, I'm on Discord. I talk to my players every day. That's the big thing for us. I just want to get what they're looking for, their input, what they feel we need to change in order for them to better be prepared for the World Cup. Um, the big thing they wanted was like, hey, is there any way that we can get a gaming house? That way we can, we're everybody's perfectly fine living together. It's just want to be, like I said, that ping is a huge, huge right. deal. Is there, was, this, so, was there a lot of talk to parents during all this? Oh man, the parents are great. The good thing about all of our players is the parents are super supportive of everything they're doing, which is right. amazing. Times are changing so much, you know. When me, when me and you were younger, I'm sure it was kind of different. My parents were very negative against gaming. Yeah. They all just said, nah, go, go to school, go outside and play sports. And I was like, yeah, I mean, I'll do that. And then I did it for a little bit. And then I was like, all right, I'm coming back home to play games. But all of our players' parents are super supportive. And they're all amazing, which has always been great to work with all of them. No, absolutely. I, I think you guys, you know, having the, the key that you have and been so apparent so far, you know, is, is even in the public eye, been apparent is, and very transparent about 
how you treat your players and what you guys are doing and where you're going and the things you do. I mean, even sharing, you know, uh, uh, pictures and videos from team events that you guys do, uh, really giving that insight for, for, is that, is that one of the things that when you went into RBK, like you said, this is how we're going to be different. This is how we're going to manage things. Was there, you know, uh, how you were treated when you were in esports? Like, Hey, I want, I want to reflect this, or I don't want to, I'm going to make sure I don't make that mistake as you were building up and getting ready to do things like have a team house and have 11 players? Yeah, I mean, for us really was that family atmosphere that we wanted. Right. Um, like you said, there's other, there's other orgs and everybody's amazing. I'm going to have nothing negative to say about anybody. It's just having that communication that is what a lot of players kind of don't like about being in other orgs. It's just, it's always hard to get a hold of somebody or always hard to, to do anything with anybody. You're kind of right. just trapped. You sign a contract and then you're just trapped. You're kind of there by yourself. Right. Um, for us, that's going to be different. That's what we want to change. We want to take care of all of our players first. Like I told you before, without our players, we're, we're absolutely nothing. Our yeah. players are the most important thing of our, our organization. So well, that's I really had, what we want to I had this one slated a little bit later, but since we're talking about treating players and how you did it, uh, a lot of people might know you guys in the Fortnite scene from one of your players who was RBK Elevate for so long. Uh, and Elevate ended up, you know, coming in and 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 basically going to doing a fantastic job for you guys, going to WSOE, uh, winning with C's at WSOE, and and it was really a, a shining point, I think, for uh, you know RBK and for him at the time, uh, really showing that hey, he is one of the top tier players in the industry. Uh, he could really, you know, be able to perform at a, at a high level. Uh, and him and C's have been playing a lot together. You know, they, there was a lot of stuff that they were doing together throughout the the previous months and even getting prepared for WSOE. You guys ended up releasing a statement not too long after WSOE was done, after he won, and said, we want to thank uh, Elevate for his time at Raise, Raised by Kings. We uh, He represented RBK with nothing but professionalism and heart. Elevate also brought RBK a championship, which we are forever grateful at this moment. Elevated has asked to release to pursue other opportunities. We do want to stand. We do. We do not want to stand in, his, in the way of our players' success and are releasing him today. We want to wish Elevate the best of luck in future endeavors. We will always be rooting for you. And immediately, I tweeted out. I think I was actually on the road at this time, and I saw this. And a lot of respect came from from me on this, and from people that I know in the industry because. Like you said, how you treat players, especially when you get a champion like Elevate in an organization, it's not always easy just to let them go. And so I kind of wanted to get some insight from you of how 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 you guys view this internally, how you viewed this particular instance maybe is a little different than how you'll view the ones in the future. But, you know, what made you guys be like, hey, look, man, if my player wants to go somewhere else, we'll let him go somewhere else instead of maybe... What some people would say, you know, hey, no, man, he's under contract. Keep him locked down or, hey, fight for your player to stay with you. What was y'all's thought process behind this? Um, I think what we learned from that, right, is around the same time, there's other orgs that are having issues with players being released. And then, you know, the community bashes you because you won't release the player and things like that, you know, things that happen. And it's, it's perfectly OK. But for us, we knew that, you know, he just won a championship. He's definitely right. going to be able to have an opportunity that we probably can't provide at the moment because we're, we are a starting org, but he will get it somewhere else, which he did with 100 Thieves, mm -hmm. which, by the way, I'm a huge 100 Thieves fan. I think oh, they're me amazing. Me too. Me too. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, Elevate, no, I think Elevate's a great player, dude. He's an awesome kid. Him and C's are both amazing together. Yeah. I have nothing but amazing things to say about Elevate. Our time together was awesome. Dude, I, I think I cried when he won a championship for us, which is kind of crazy. 
one of the surreal moments of like I really dreamt of this happening and it, he made one of my dreams come true. So yeah, I would talk to him all the time. I wish him the best of luck all, all the time as well. I told him that uh, I wouldn't tell anybody, but if he wins and he qualifies for World Cup, I'd rock a 100 Thieves jersey for him. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it was just one of those things, man. You know, we, we're a, girl, uh, a young Oregon up and coming and there's an opportunity that was out there for him that he couldn't provide at the moment. And we really want him to have that opportunity. It That's can change a- your career. It can change your life. Yeah, no, that's the, and that, and that, I think that's where it came from me. Like a lot of respect for you guys, man, because, uh, especially when you're a growing org and you're in, in your smaller, you know, where your limitations are and, you know, being able to recognize, Hey man, like uh, we don't want to hold this player back just cause we want somebody else under our name. Um, you know, I, that, there's a lot of respect for that. So, I mean, like you guys, uh, that doesn't happen a lot in this industry. Um, no, and, it doesn't, it doesn't, but trust me, dude, I would love to have elevate. Yeah. But hey, I'm happy he's happy now. He's a huge opportunity in front of him, and him and C's are killing it, man. Who knows, so man? One day, you know, in a One year day, or two, you know, he we'll might never try to come back. Yeah, he, he, might... know, he knows that. We'll never shut the door on that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, it was a great championship they won as well at WSOE. Obviously, very memorable for me because it was my first time on the analyst desk. And uh, man, that was a, that was a lot of fun to watch. Um, and th- them pulling it off there at the end. I, I said it was going to come down to kills, and sure enough. It yep. came down to kills, and it was uh, it was quite quite an event, uh, and I'm, I'm excited to see RBK compete in more of those going forward as well. Oh, uh, we'll, we'll be around for a long time. It's gonna be awesome, man! I can't wait. We're nowhere in this for a long run, and I'm so excited for the future and for the future championships that we're gonna bring to RBK. No, absolutely, and you know that that brings me to a point. You know, uh, you you're getting all these players, and you have all these players, and you have this house now, uh, and you've established a good name for yourself. When you bring these players into a house, is there a requirement beyond just play games or do what you've been doing? Is there a push to, you know, create more content, right? This is the thing we hear about all the time with pro players, you know, expand your audience, streamers, YouTuber, become a YouTuber, become a streamer, create more content. What is, what is RBK's policy behind that? What, do, what are you guys looking at? Is it just, hey, look, just focus on the World Cup right now. That's all we care about. Or are you also trying to influence these players and these younger men to you know, expand their brand? I think for us, we, we want to see, we want to have them build their brand, right? Um, I think you do build your brand by winning. One right. of those things that just comes naturally, no, right? Absolutely. If you're a winner, people are going to want to watch. Why are you, why are you winning? Yeah. They're going to watch your streams. They're going to watch that stuff. Um, at the same time, don't let us stray away from the focus, right? Currently, their focus is to, to win a, the World Cup, right. which is everybody's focus in the Fortnite scene at the moment. But we do want them to push, you know, we, we, we don't limit our players to do, to force it. We don't force them to do anything they don't want to. So if one of our players is not really a big streamer, we're not going to shove it down his throat. Like, hey, you must stream 24-7 because we know that's not his element, right? He's not comfortable in that right. element. Right, right. Um, so we let him focus on competing. If one of our players wants to stream, we, we, we let him know, hey, dude, you're more than welcome to stream. Just make sure that you're streaming and focusing on, your, on bettering yourself as a player and as a person. Right. But we give them that option. It's it's really open here at RBK. We don't force anybody to do anything. What a why? Why has Fortnite been such the focus for you guys? Why, out of all the games you could have picked, you know, Fortnite being one of y'all's you know premier ones that you're involved in, and especially you always uh, highlighting the Fortnite world. Um, why Fortnite? I think Fortnite right now, for an organization perspective, if you were to get into esports, it would be. The best game you can get into at the moment because your barrier of entry is not limited. For example, like it would be with League of Legends or Overwatch League, right? Or even Call of Duty, right? It's really hard to get in those leagues in the professional league. So the amateur, that's the, 
leagues that are out there, if there even is, even is a league, it's non-existent. But right. it's very difficult for that to, to happen. With Fortnite, the way they do it, with anybody can qualify for the World Cup or anybody has a chance to win. It's awesome for us because we believe in all of our players can win. So that's the reason why we focus on Fortnite. You know, and we've talked a little bit about the, the roster. You have 11 players now. And before we dive deep into those, um, I want to know, what, do you, what is it that you look for, right? And maybe we'll, 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 we'll break that down a little bit more when we talk about each of them individually, but out of the 11 you have. But overall, like, what is it that you started looking for in a Fortnite player when you wanted to get involved in the scene? Obviously, like you said, being a smaller org, your money is limited. So you want to make sure you get the best bang for your buck, essentially. Um, and, and you, you want to take a risk on the right players. What was it that you were looking for in players, and what is it that you look for in players today? Uh, for us, first is character. I think that makes a huge mm. difference in what's happening. Um, character and determination, man, really. We, we like players that are going to sit there, hey, listen, I messed up, but that's all right. I'm going to keep practicing. I'm going to keep grinding, and I'm going to get better. Um, that's, that's the two biggest factors that we have. I think character also is a big part of it all. Just because our image is, is also very important and we don't want people that are just on social media it's just bashing everything about Fortnite all the time or things like that. You know, we want to really focus on on the game at hand. We really want to get better day well, by day. If if anybody listens to the show, they know my stance on 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 what you just mentioned about bashing the game. Um, and it's a very interesting topic uh that I that I definitely want to dive into you with. And I I would want to do it right now, but I want to get off I don't want to get off focus real quick. We're we're almost there. Uh but <laughs> When we talk about your Fortnite players and ones you select, is there a difference when you look at it in the PC and a controller player? Like, do you see a controller player and immediately go, I look, it doesn't matter how great they are. I know the statistics. I'm better off picking a PC player. Um, for us, no, we don't really. I mean, there's amazing controller players out there. Like you've seen it. You have Aiden, you have Nick Merckx, right. a bunch of great guys that are out there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think just for a competitive though, there's they're at a huge disadvantage compared to a PC player. Yeah. And that's just I mean it's just the obvious, you know, it's way faster to build with keyboard and a mouse than it is with a controller. Right. Um the good of data advantage they do have is the the auto aim, the aim assist. But in Fortnite, you know, with the building game, it, it kinda hurts, it limits what you can and can't do in the game. So I, I think there's a lot of amazing controller players out there. I think controller players are probably more focused on content creating correct and we're more focused on the competitive side of things yeah i'd say i'd say probably for the most part you're probably right the the more well-known controller players if they are number one they're playing on pc with a controller in most cases but um i definitely think uh, you know from all the all the tournaments we've watched and been at and seen um it seems like a controller player can shine early to mid game but when you get into that late game build situation it's very yeah, it's tough very difficult that uh, late game situation makes a huge difference in Fortnite. I talked a little bit about last week about uh, you know some comments that were made by some other pros, um, and and in how you know a control player will never make it. And there's no option, and I, I know it's tough. And I think I even said last week I know it's a tough road to go. I I don't like discounting or counting out anybody yet, right? But uh, at the end of the day, um, you know I I definitely do agree with you. I think it's it is a tougher road. Um, and with, with, with kills actually, or eliminations mattering now, you never know. We might see something crazy come out of, out of the worlds that we weren't expecting, uh, for sure. Especially with somebody like Aiden that can drop and get a bunch of kills, you know, nine, 10 kills real quick and give him those points. Uh, you really see where that starts to shine, obviously in the, in this type of format, a little bit different than previous, previous, uh, 
Uh, yeah, and I, I really do think we're going to be shocked, to be honest with you. I think in this World Cup qualifiers, we're going to be shocked. There's going to be a lot of unknown players that we're going to see, and some of them are going to be controller players. They're going to qualify for this World Cup, and everybody's going to say, oh, damn. Yeah. Like, they did it. <laughs> and that just goes to everybody. Like, I tell everybody, like, you can make it. If this is your dream, you can do it. And I'll use myself as an example. Like, this was my dream. And yeah. we pushed that we can, we're going to make it happen. Like, nothing's impossible. If you're a controller player, push yourselves. Don't listen to any of these other pros that tell you that you'll never make it. Dumbest thing I've ever heard. Why putting people down? I don't understand it. But I think everybody should believe in themselves and it'll make it happen. It'll work. Yeah. I mean, you, you talk about, you know, the competitive scene as a whole. Um, you know, I think for the most part, Fortnite is a, is a pretty healthy uh, healthy game. Um, and I think Epic's done a great job of trying to highlight a lot of the big content creators that are positive for the most part, right? And, and try to keep it on the up. Look, in, in any game, you're always going to have complaints. There's always going to be troublesome, you know, uh, patches or updates or whatever. Uh, but for the most part, you know, I, I, I really enjoy, I feel like the people that are at the helm of the Fortnite community and the organizations that are involved, like you guys are, are extremely positive, which is one of the things that continues to drive me uh, to continue to create content for Fortnite. But, you know, we, we talked a little bit about you having 11 players and moving into a house, all this awesome stuff that's occurred and how Fortnite's just a little bit different, right? We got PC players playing with console players, um, playing with controller players on a PC, you know, all the different things that are happening. Um, but what about, like, in an org, about pairing other players together? We saw Zaf and Zate, obviously, uh, you guys had Elevate and Cease, right? Playing together on different orgs. What What's your mindset behind that? What's your thought behind that? Allowing almost two orgs to win an event. Uh, I think for us is, like we said, we're all about the players in the past, before and now. So we let our players kind of choose who they want to play with because forcing people to play with each other that don't really work together is, is going to be bad in the end for both players. Right. So we kind of we let everybody try duos, and we don't force anybody to play with each other. For example, like we did with Elevate, he wanted to play with C's. Like, dude, trust me, you're going to play with C's. That's your your duo partner. Right. Not a problem. If one of our players wants to change and play with somebody else, go ahead. Whatever you feel most comfortable with, go ahead and do it. We're how, not going to stop you from doing that. Being a fan of esports, how cool is that though? Like, how cool is it that two orgs, right? In, in y'all's case, uh, it was Gangstars and RBK one WSOE. Like what, it was pretty, it was pretty wild if you think about it, because like there's no other esport that that happens in. Yeah, there no other. So I mean, <laughs> to me, I'm telling you, I was just so happy that we won that I didn't even think about it in that aspect. But there is no other esport out there that you can have two orgs win an event at the same time. Yeah, not only that, I mean, it's double the eyes, right? Like if you think about it from a publication standpoint and for the game, it's great because all of a sudden you have two orgs saying we're champions. You know, and yeah. blowing up social media and and all the you know the uh, other media outlets that come to play right in that and 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 I, I think it's a cool aspect. I think it's something that, um, like you said, we never see anywhere else. I was interested to know kind of from the inside what your what your viewpoint on it was, and and from the players how they feel. And it sounds like hey, it's just it's open ball game. Yeah, it is. I mean, for us, it is. I mean, we want our players to be comfortable, and we we're not going to force anybody to do it with somebody that they don't want to. Yeah, it's just going to cause problems internally, and that's just something we were trying to avoid. Well, here, here's the fun part. Said we get to it, we were almost to it. 
Uh, last week I said I, I, I ranted a little bit about pro player feedback. Um, and that, this is really why I wanted you on here. I, I can wa- already tell this I, is going to be good. I, I, I wanted to talk to you about this. Uh, obviously, I, somebody I would call a friend in the space and, you know, somebody that I admire building a uh, building an organization like you have. And some some I would say high profile players to to medium profile players that you have in your org. So definitely people listening to what you guys say. Uh, but last week I went on that rant about pro player feedback. I've said it the past couple of weeks, even uh, about you know complaining and all this stuff. Uh, and I and I and I and I went out on a limb last week and just kind of let it let it out because it, it kind of broke me a little bit. The fact of just the negativity that seemed to be weighing down, and I wanted to be more focused. I wanted the 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 scene to be more focused on this world's opportunity and 3000 players moving on each week to a Sunday final and this opportunity. And it seemed like everybody just want to talk about the problems that were occurring with the game for you as a org leader, um, as a mentor, probably to a lot of these players. Number one, how do you guys advise your players to react to feedback from, uh, from Epic or from the game or from the community? and 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 when they do provide that feedback, are you do you guys watch it? Do you just not? I mean, how do you manage that? I mean, for us, if it was a perfect world, social media wouldn't exist, right? So that our <laughs> players wouldn't be able to say anything. Um, don't get me wrong; I stand behind our players and their concerns a hundred per ten percent. Yeah, a hundred and ten percent. I stand behind them because they do put their life into this, right? This yeah. is what they want to do. Um, is there some problems with the game? We can all agree. I think so. Yes, I think the way that is being voiced and communicated, not only from the players but from Epic staff, is probably not correct at the moment. Right. But who? I, I get the players. I just think doing it on social media the way that everybody does it, just make Epic and their staff just say, you know what, this is our game. We do whatever we want with it, and we're gonna put up a hundred million dollars that nobody else is doing. Correct. So then, if you don't play our game, somebody else will. Right. That's the way they look at it. I think the communication can definitely be way better. Yeah. Um, Because there's there's been some things that they have said that don't really align with what's really happening in the game right now. Um, And is the game World Cup ready at the moment? Mm. I I wouldn't I wouldn't completely agree with that. I think there's a lot of good stuff about it. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I just think there's there's a couple minor things that can be changed in the game in order to for it to be better, not only for, for the players, but for the viewer. Yeah. No, I, uh, but I, I think I think it's a, just a big miscommunication between the players and the uh, and the staff at Epic. Honestly, that's yeah. all it is. Because this could all be not all over social media. It could be done on a Discord or however they communicate with each other. I know there's lines of communication between players and staff that all can be settled in there instead of having players bash the game and then Epic saying, you know what, you're bashing on social media. Whatever. I I guess my biggest question is if you see a player react a certain way. Is there is there up front like when you when you get a player on board do you say like hey we try to handle ourselves this way here's some of the guidelines I, I we want you guys to abide by right like obviously don't get on there maybe don't get on social media throwing out you know nude pictures everywhere right or don't get on social media <laughs> cussing right any of that. <laughs> yeah like those things are all obviously yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. the obvious things but I'm saying when you guys sit down with a player maybe for the first time or maybe you know you sat down with them when they all got in the house together and said hey look I've been where you are, or you know, I know the ten, the things that can occur at this level. And are are is there any guidance or outline to say like, hey, give your feedback, but 
be careful about how you say it. I mean, we've told all our players that, you know, it, it's hard to, to control them as well. Yeah. You know, they're each their own individual adult and they kind of post what they want. Um, but I, I see their frustration, right? And this is, they feel like they're not being hurt. Mm-hmm. The player base right now feels like they're not being hurt. And the way for them to be heard is for them to express themselves on social media so that Epic sees it. Um, but like I said, it's just a communication issue that, that's between the players and Epic right now, which is unfortunate. I, would I love for all of our players to not say anything on social media? Yes. Is that the case? <laughs> no, it's not going to be the case because they want to be heard. Right. That, like I said before, I stand completely behind my players. Yeah. 110%. I think there needs to be way better communication between Epic and players. I think it's just like they've said, they've said in the past, we won't make any big changes or updates before any major event. And then here you are now. It's like these balls are everywhere. <laughs> like what the heck is going on? We went from planes to balls. Like, can we just stick to one thing and then move forward? But I mean, it is what it is. You know, I think the game is still great. Don't get me wrong. It's a, it's a weird they balance, see the game right? Like place. it's a weird yeah, balance because uh, I agree with you. I mean, I, I, I don't discount the concerns of, of pros, any pro out there that listens to the show. I don't, I don't ever discount the concerns of the pro. Um, and I think you know, that's obviously what you're saying too, is like, we don't, you don't discount what your players are saying by any means. Uh, maybe it's just how they no. say it sometimes, right? Or, or, or yeah. to the level which they express it. But it is a mm-hmm. weird thing because I don't think, even if you take Call of Duty, right? Uh, a game that we both, you know, you played it at a competitive level um, and that I tried to, but never did, uh, but definitely was involved in the scene, you know, and, and I, I'm involved in a freelance style in the scene still for Call of Duty. But what's so odd about Call of Duty is, now you, everybody used to play Call of Duty, right? When Modern Warfare came out, it was like the thing to play. If you played games, you played Call of Duty. Now it seems like it's more of a of a niche thing. Like if you're a Call of Duty fan, you play Call of Duty. Uh, I think that's where Blackout kind of broadened the, the, the Call of Duty name this past year. But they don't really have to balance a lot of what the community wants versus what the pros want because the pros just kind of have this the set rule where if they, if they yeah. say something's not going to be used, it's just not going to be used. Right. Um, of course they don't have, you know, a hundred million dollars on the line either, <laughs> but, but it's a the big, same, they don't, you know, it's a big if. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, they, there's a lot of money on the line. They make a lot of money from it. The scene, you know, the scene from a, from esports scene is, is pretty decently healthy. Um, we'll see how that turns out in franchise mode next year. But, my point to it is, is that it's weird because Fortnite's in this weird thing where they have to manage the content and putting things in for the game for the larger player base, which is the casual and fan player, right? Um, whether you're hardcore or, or you know, uh, you're more of the casual player, it's still for fan base. They they continually change the game for that, right? That's where its life is coming yep. from as far as money. And then you have the turn of probably the most impactful esports scene that we've seen to date, like you haven't seen this many players say they're a pro player and get involved and dedicate time to be a pro player, I think. And then you have Fortnite worldwide. Um, I just don't, I just don't think that I don't think it's ever been done. So it's kind of a weird mix, right? Because all of a sudden, I think it's just something that hasn't been done, man. You know, it's Fortnite is at a place right now where nobody has done what they're doing, right? They're what the number one game played in the world by far. Like, that. like there's nothing nobody's ever been to where they are now so now it's trying to contain it or trying to like work yeah. it out so that it works for not only the casual player like you said which is the biggest the bigger like part of the scene to the pro scene there's right. two different parts of it 
The pro scene, if you think about it, is very small compared to the casual scene. Very, very small. How many players are really pro players? There's what, a couple thousand? Right. How many people are playing Fortnite? Millions? Yeah. Even if it, so, yeah, you know, even if you're yeah, talking so, about 10,000, right? Or 15,000 yeah. pros, it's still a small section. You can even yeah. give me 50,000 50, pros, right? There's yeah. 50,000 pros in the community. There's over like 100 million Fortnite players in the world. world. Yeah, so two, the over scene, 200 the million. Scene is yeah, very two, small. Yeah. yeah, it's very small. So, of course, they're going to try to work their game towards that viewership aspect because at the casual gamer, if you limit Fortnite to just building in one gun, it's not really enjoyable to watch. Right. Right. Somebody's going to build and use the same gun over and over. It's kind of like what's happening with, with, with Call of Duty. Now they're franchising away from that, like being very limited in the rule set to expanding it to the use everything. But right. the average viewer can really enjoy the experience of watching the game. Yep. That's no. really what they're focused on right now, which I completely understand. Yeah. I, I think there's just a small things that need to be adjusted and the game will be just fine. I think a, a strong line of communication like you're talking about is definitely a, a yeah. bi- would be a big step in the right direction if they even so even if they did like a committee standpoint, right? If they if they took the top, you know, uh, 100 players or they took all the orgs and they took one or two players from all the orgs that they play with and put them in a committee and said yep. like, hey, when we have a question or when we need to address something, let the committee present it to us. Um, and then, you know, we'll present things to the committee. You can vote on them as a, you know, 100 player base. And then whatever you guys decide is what we'll do for pro games. I think something like that, right? Because you can't involve every pro. But I do think no, you, that you could get a voice for the pros uh, that maybe, you could, you could maybe has awesome. maybe has some more dedication directly to Epic and can provide some outside feedback, right? Because I know Lumen and I know Sun uh, Sundan or Sundown, like they're very very uh, esport friendly, right? They really want the orgs. They're oh, yeah. they're really Those open are to awesome. the pro players. They 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 fight for what the pros want, but at the yeah. same time. They're obviously managing their job and what they're doing internally at Epic. No, of so a lot, a lot yeah. of moving parts there. And and I'm with you. I think uh, maybe an an open line to that. And then I, you know, we keep saying it, but and I, and I can't believe it hasn't happened. But like, why don't we have full custom servers yet? I I don't. I can honestly don't understand that at all. I don't know what to do. I mean, obviously, there's something on their end that they can't really fix or work on or build, but. It's just not happening. I just don't understand it, especially with this big event that's happening, the World Cup, not having a custom server is beyond me. I, I, if, I was, if I was Epic myself, I would have probably delayed the release of this World Cup, maybe to later in the year so you can work yeah. on it. I feel like maybe it was a little rushed. but Maybe hey. they're going to do a Worlds every year. I don't know. Maybe. That's why we don't know. This will be a testing year, I guess. $100 million for a testing year? It sounds good to me. I, I can tell you this. They're putting a lot of money <laughs> into the scene to walk they away, are. right? And Oh, no, of course they are. Uh, that's been kind of my thought. Like, you look even even like the studio, right, that they've redone uh, for Worlds. And there's a lot of money that goes into that. I don't know if people get, like, yeah. publication standpoints a lot. And they don't – they're not, like, necessarily making money right off of off of this publication. I mean, Tfue's no. stream gets more viewers than the Fortnite stream right now. You know what I mean? So, yeah. like, uh, at the end my, – and my point to that is, like, that's an investment they're making into the community and for the fan to the viewer, right? And that's what Fortnite is doing uh, from that standpoint. And I – I do believe this is just one of many years. It might not be a hundred million, it might be fifty million next year, um, you know, or thirty-five million. But dude, it, it. Hey, listen, 
you name me another esport that's putting up any kind of millions, and then not, we'll talk about it again. There's not many out there, man. Yeah, not There's outside not of league, many. and not outside not of maybe outside even of Dota. League, Dota, yeah. CS, There's maybe. Nobody yeah, out there. That's I don't it. know, man. CS, hundred. I think about a hundred million in one that's year. That's a lot of money, unreal. man. Real. Yeah. Just thirty million dollars for one tournament is something that they're gonna change a lot of people's lives here in July. They already have. The they already have for sure. They already have. Like Don't you said, they're going to change a lot of people's lives. Yeah, they're going to change a lot of people's 50K lives. 50K a year, I think, I think it's above the annual American salary. Oh, the yeah. average annual American salary, I think, is like forty-five or 35000 So Yeah, man. You're talking 50 grand to these kids just for making it there. And then, can you imagine the kid that wins $30 million? Like, yeah, like you got to think about you win, You win the Fortnite World Cup, you are going to have your life changed to a place where you don't even you can't even think about right now because it's going to be so different. The amount of publicity is going to come from that just alone for you as a player. You're going to be able to grow your own brand just off of that. So, so it's going to be unreal. Let, let's just let's just pretend here for a second. It's kind of off topic, but let's pretend RBK makes it. You get you get a you know let's not say when, but say you get a couple million out of this thing somehow, right? And I don't even know what the payouts are for the top ten players. I'm sure it's in the millions. I think it's three million for first. Oh my gosh, that's insane! It's okay. unreal. It's unreal. Uh, whatever it is, it's over. It's over. Right. It's so, over so anything, RBK, so. RBK wins something crazy here. Uh, what, what, what are you guys doing to celebrate? What, what, are you, what are you gonna do? What, what, what? what I'm I mean? telling you right now. I've already talked about it. The first thing I would do is I would grab any RBK fan that's out there <laughs> for us at Worlds, <laughs> and I will throw the biggest freaking party that they can think of. Just for the fans, just as a thank you. I'll, I'll, be, I'll be there. <laughs> oh, dude, listen, everybody's invited. This is an open invite. If you weren't an RBK fan, then you will be after that. Like, it would be, that's the first thing I would do, man. This, it would be, not only would I cry, I would pop some champagne bottles, and I would go straight on a mic, some microphone somewhere and tell everybody the address of the party and invite every single person <laughs> there. Oh, that's the first thing I would do. Uh, and what, what's the second thing you would do? Dude, honestly, like wrapping my head around RBK winning Fortnite World Cup is unreal. <laughs> <laughs> I would call my mom and tell her I love her and tell her, hey, mom, I made it. Yeah. Uh, that, that For would... all those years of gaming that you said no. <sighs> well, we did it. <laughs> what What do you think that's like uh, nowadays? And like you said, you know, your players have to deal with a little bit different than you did with your parents. You think overall just parents are more perceptive because maybe a lot of the parents are people that aren't much older than us right that have kind of seen yeah. this scene develop over time yeah i think this watching the scene develop you know back when i tried to play competitive was i very good i would say i was above average right um the scene was not nowhere where it is now you know i won a tournament i got a tv out of it i was so happy i gave it to my mom she still has it at the house it's kind of <laughs> crazy <laughs> you know i was so happy dude but we did it back in the day it was different we did it for the love of esports right we did it for the love of competition the money we knew the money wasn't there but we knew that later on money was going to come yeah just because the scene was growing now the players that are getting into it now automatically just see money yeah so yeah. that kind of the money kind of blinds a lot of players right they get some of the money and then they automatically just lose it i think the guys that really are successful are the ones that put their time and effort into it for the love of it. Right. And the money comes after it will it will come with your success. Well, one for thing for us, man, it was different. Yeah. 
Yeah, it, it definitely was. It's definitely a different road than it used to be. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, if you just make the top hundred here, you get fifty thousand dollars. So, oh my gosh, I, I would have told my parents that so I would have freaked out. If, if you make if you make it in the solo cup, and tell me, I don't. You might be able to verify this for me. If mm-hmm. you make it in the solo cup, right top hundred, you get fifty grand. If you make mm-hmm. it in the duo cup, and you already made the solo grand. cup, you get another fifty grand. So you could essentially make a hundred thousand dollars. You can make without like, even winning anything. Two and a half, without three winning times yet. what the average person in America makes is qualified wow. for the World Cup. So, are which all, is unreal. Are all your players going for solo and duos? Yeah. So, I mean, I guess everybody would be right. It would be dumb not to. Every week is different. So, this week is solos. Next week will be duos, and it'll just variate back and forth between the ten weeks. Do you have some players that specifically perform better in duos versus solos, and vice versa? I think Fortnite is just a game where any week is anybody's week, yeah. to be honest. Because the RNG in the game and just the way things go and flow with the game is any week can be your week. You can perform really good. You can be a really good solo player, but just have a really bad five weeks. Yeah. If you think about it, it's just five weeks for you to qualify, and then you can go and play with your dual partner and have an amazing week yeah. and you qualify. Yeah. But you just don't qualify for solo. So, I mean, uh, I think all of our players are very good. They can qualify for both solos and duos. It's just who has that week, that consistency of being able to place up there and getting some victory royales and then being one of the top eight or six players in NA East so to, what, to qualify our what top is, two in What West. is your thought from a management standpoint on RNG situations like, you know, and obviously Fortnite has a lot of RNG in it, but there seems to be some type of consistency able to done. Some people, some pros say it's all about communication. Like if you have the really, if you take the really good people that, that continually win like Bizzle, or you take somebody yep. like Tifu and Cloxy, it's because of their communication, right? Uh, some people say it's because, you know, and more so like Bizzle, he, he, he knows how to hold high ground towards end games, right? Um, and he, he's done that really well. So, what I mean, there's RNG, obviously, a lot of it, but the consistency yeah. part of it and being able to have, how much do you believe in the fact of, like, you can be more consistent than others in this game? I think you can. If you, if you, like you said, there's, there's players that are every week, every tournament, you see them, they're in the top 10. Yeah. One of the guys that are more recent, the crazy duo is Aspect and Animal. Insane. That dude. Those guys, honestly, yeah. RNG, no RNG. If you look at what those guys are doing, I'm like, well, every week I know I'm going to see them up there. So that's one less spot. Really smart players. It's just, it's just yeah. really the reality. It's just decision making comes mm-hmm. down to it and communication. You're going to have bad RNG one game, good RNG, but guess what? They always make the right decision. It's true. They communicate. One takes a left step, the other one takes a left step. One goes right, the other one goes right. You'll never see those two guys apart. It's unreal. Yeah. Yeah. No, that definitely... That, the credit goes out to them point. for that. You know, that's yeah. they're no, honestly absolutely. unreal at it. Well, recently you guys, you know, talk about players and, uh, and chemistry. You Recently you guys went outside of NA, got a couple mm-hmm. EU players. Why, why, why do that? Why, why step out of, uh, out of NA and, and go search for those EU top players? Just because, man, you know, I, I saw an opportunity to get two guys that are amazing players, outstanding, in Zypin and Ritz. And not only are they amazing player solos, but they're also a duo. So right. I put all my chips in there, man. I believe 110% in those guys to qualify for the World Cup. Well, let's talk a little bit about those guys then. Let's jump in here and, and get through this last part with you. Let's talk about each one of your players real quick. Maybe what brought you to them, maybe what you think sets them apart, why you were attracted to these players to begin with, 
Uh, and let's start off with the EU players. Uh, Zypen and Ritz. Is that how you say is how you say yep. it? Okay. So Zypen and Ritz, what, what brought you to these guys? Why choose them out of all the players in EU that are free agents to say, man, let's put the RBK tag on them? Um, so they've had a lot of success, right? So Zypen had a lot of success this past year in, in Fortnite. And, and for us, we wanted to go out there and get a big name mm-hmm. in the EU scene to kind of let everybody know that, hey, we're looking for EU players. Um, we could have gone out and signed some other smaller players, but it wouldn't really make a statement of what we're trying to do. Yeah. Um, for us, it's all about making a statement and getting the RBK name out there. I think Zypan was that, that one player that we could make a statement with and push to get Zypan. Um, we do have connections in the EU scene of guys that are, you know, talent. They, they scout talent and stuff like that. And they kind of tell us who's playing good, who's playing bad. Right. Um, and a name that constantly came up was, was Ipan. You know, so we was like, you know what? That's our guy. That's our main guy that I need. Mm-hmm. Um, and then with bringing him on, he has a dual partner. And we want to have our players be as comfortable as possible and, and enjoy what they're doing here at RBK. And we said, well, we need somebody else. Right. Who's going to be the next one? And we had to not look very far. We just, we asked Ivan, who is your, what do you think about everything? He said, oh, my duo. I said, they know more. Yep. And then that week, I think Reds placed like fifth or sixth in the solo week in one of the cups. Yeah. And I mean, that, that is what that is now. That's our <laughs> EU team. That's awesome, man. Don't get me wrong. There might be some more. <laughs> well, I, I know everybody's on the lookout for sure. <laughs> What you know? One one person now that's definitely been loud uh, is definitely a noticeable and and made some moves in the scene is Jay Love. What uh, uh, Grandpa Love, man? What what initially sparked your sparked your interest in Jay Love? You know what's funny about Jay Love is is Jay Love was one of the first guys that I always said would be a huge content creator. Don't get me wrong; I'm still standing by that. He's going to be huge, right? And when me, Luke, and Chase were talking. I said, when we were first going to RBK, I said, trust me, not only J-Lo, but Triz. Triz and J-Lo, I said, the first two guys, I said, trust me, guys. These are going to be our two core players at RBK that we need to have. We must have. Triz locked him in. It was amazing. Has nothing but great things to say about Triz. Then J-Lo came around. I knew, I met J-Lo through some friends from the Call of Duty scene. Mm-hmm. And I was like, dude, we talked before. I worked for us for another org before. And it was just me trying to get my foot in the door in, in Fortnite or the esports scene. And I was like, man, I got to reach out to J-Lo. But nothing really worked out with that org. And then once we started RBK, one of my first things was like, we got to get J-Lo. Yeah. And then him and the Hero Boys, then you had Jeremy Ronan and JDW. I met them all at TwitchCon. That was the first we went, event we went that we had players there. Wow. And right off the bat, I went home and was like, boys, listen to me. The hero boys are going to be RBK boys, just so you know. <laughs> and I was like, I don't care what it's going to take for us, but we have to do this. Right. Trust me, these guys are awesome. And not only are they great people, but they work great together. And that's a big thing for us. And then you got High Sky. High Sky. Yep. High Sky just won one of the last weeks of the, of the Cups two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Right. So he's been on a killer like streak. Him and Reloads actually were doing together when we first got to RBK, but on a High Sky. Uh, duels with uh, TSM Commandment. And then you got uh, Steens and Gilly. And Steens and Gilly. So listen to this story. So we got J-Love, right? Yeah. And then a couple of years, uh, J-Love was all about like, oh, I'm going to go play Apex. You know, Apex is my thing. That's what hey, I'm going to yeah, do. Yeah, I like, that's why yeah. I like J-Love. You know, he's spreading hey, the listen, love around listen, a little bit. He was really good at Apex. And um, he was playing 
all his games with Gilly and Steens. Ah, they're a duo okay. on Fortnite now, right? So they're grinders. Listen, these kids grind more than anything I've ever seen in my life. And I was like, I love those kids. Why are they grinding so much? And then you realize, you know, these are just young up-and-coming players that just think that shot, right? Somebody to give them a shot. Yeah. And I looked at them and I saw a little bit of myself in them. I said, you know, nobody ever gave me a shot to like recognize my talent or what I can bring to the table. And I was like, why don't we take a shot on those on them too? Yeah. Bring them on RBK and and hopefully push their careers to a new limit. And there we have Steve and Gilly, man. Biggest grinders out there. That's awesome. I promise you there won't be any time of the night that you won't see one of them online. That's crazy. Yeah. It's you know, hilarious. It's a sim- <laughs> it's similar it's a similar story to, you know, I was at uh I was um doing the T one and face it Apex tournament. And yeah, the T one guys like so Zerg comes from Overwatch and he was an Overwatch guy, but really uh BCJ and um and Kurt, like they they were kind of nobodies and kind of like Gillian Steens, like T one gave them an opportunity. Um, yeah, man. you know, and, and here they go. Like all of a sudden they're just owning that scene, just destroying people left and right. So sometimes it's the people you didn't know about, uh, that you give that chance to, and they just, they knock it out of the park. So, Oh no, of course. Fun fact about Gillies actually was, I didn't know this. It was kind of funny. We found out he's one of the top NHL esports players of the world. <laughs> wow. Wow. That came about. I had no clue. Wow. I didn't even know that part of it. But when I found that out, man, I was like, oh, dude, you're, you're the best. Well, I don't, I don't know anything about hockey, so so I I don't I don't either. I don't know nothing about <laughs> hockey. Uh, out of the uh, out of these eleven players, which are the seven that live in the house? So right now in the house, you're gonna have J Love, Germ, Ronan, JDW, Triz, Gilly. That's who's at the house right now, and okay. then Steens will be joining them shortly. All right, all right. So we got what? Who's... Did I say high sky in there too? Yeah, high sky's in there high too. High sky's in there. Almost, yeah. so, so besides the two uh, EU guys, the two that are sitting out is Reloads and who else? Reloads is the only one missing oh, okay. right, from there that won't be. That won't eventually be Reloads, there. Okay. Yeah, I mean, our goal is to get everybody there if possible. Right. But also depends on where they want to play. Reloads is in Canada, so. Come on down to NA. That's what Co- I'm saying, man. <laughs> Bring everybody on down. Plenty well, of room for everybody. You know, we're, we got a tip and trick here. You're going to give some advice on on how to get noticed, maybe. But besides that, like, how you know, is there any closing statement you want to talk about RBK and kind of sum up uh, your your journey thus far and and going into worlds? Yeah, I think our journey. I mean, has been amazing. It's a lot of ups and downs. Yeah, I think the one thing I always tell everybody, right? I was. I've done a lot in esports where I've applied to a lot of places. I've been turned down. I've, I've done a lot of stuff to try to get in my foot in the door. And I was never given that opportunity. Um, the same thing with players. What I would say is just keep working hard. And when that opportunity doesn't come, you make your own opportunity, right? Um, nobody's going to give you a chance until you give yourself a chance. That's the big deal with us here at RBK is that we want to give people chances that, that haven't gotten that chance. Yep. And just for players, just keep working hard, man. Hard work, trust me, it shows. Every day I get DMs about people wanting to join RBK and everything and stuff. And I, I read every DM, and one of my goals is going to be to try to reply to every single person back. But I'm telling you, I watch. I get videos sent to me. I watch every person that sends me something. I'm always looking out for players. It's just how do you... There's a, lot of, there's a ton of good players out there, right, in the world. It's how are you different from that other good player? What makes you stand out from that person? That would make an org want to be like, you know what? That's our guy. 
that's what the difference is is you standing out from the next person because everybody can shoot and everybody can build yeah but what do you have to offer an, or an organization or, or a team that makes you stand out from that next player that can build and shoot just as good as you i'm going to edit the uh, tib and trick soundbite just before all that so everybody can get it <laughs> they know that, that that's the tip and trick for today ladies and gentlemen that's a tip and trick well, man, thank but you, yeah, so, man. thank you so much for joining us, man. We really appreciate it. We appreciate nah, the support you guys. to, I'm, I'm to the Fortnite, Fortnite podcast, and and you know, best of luck to RBK and the Worlds. Uh, you know, I'm hoping to see you there in New York, hopefully. And uh, you know, I'm ready for that party, bro. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be following up on I'm that party. Right when I see that RBK I'm name. At the this top. is this is my promise to the world. We win worlds. There will be one big party, <laughs> and you can guarantee it. And everybody's invited. Well, I definitely appreciate it. Um, you know, if, if anybody wants to get in touch with you, how would they get in touch with you guys? So all of our socials are going to be Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Twitch. It's going to be Raised by Kings GG. Everything's going to have the GG at the end there. And then with myself is RBK underscore concealed. If you want to get in touch with Luke, that's going to be your boy 77. And with Chase, is going to be RBK so clean. Once again, it's RBK concealed, C-O-N. C-E-A-L-E-D for everybody that's out there. Yep. Um, uh, you know, thank you once again, man, for, for hanging out with us, guys. As always, thank you so much for listening. We hope you guys enjoyed the show. Shoot us a review on iTunes. Leave us a comment on Podbean. Make sure you're sending all your complaints directly to Monster at the Fortnite Podcast at gmail.com. Tell us what you like and what you dislike about the show. Um, and make sure you follow RBK through this the, the worlds. Uh, let us know what you guys think. Uh, you know, give some shout-out. Give some love over there to Raised by Kings. And until next time, guys, make sure you dance out those kills and boast in those victory royales.